welcome back to another episode today i'm on the floor with monica hi hi <laughs> i'm so excited to be here <laughs> uh so for those who don't know monica and i actually used to work together you're my manager yeah yeah and i interviewed you as an in for an intern position yeah, yeah. while i was still in college mm-hmm. i always say like how lucky i was to i don't know start yeah. at fit fun because i feel like that was just the yeah. best first job anyone could ask for Aww. right yeah and yeah. you were the first person i ever managed to really and that was such a fun ex- i feel like though our relationship was kind of special though yeah because like we got so close so quickly yeah yeah we did but i remember when you came in for the internship interview i was like who is this really tall fashionable girl <laughs> like i want her on my team i remember the interview very clearly and i remember you were telling me about your experience at um that one fashion brand yeah that startup yeah i was so nervous really i remember mm-hmm. i think i could tell you but were a little I bit was nervous, so nervous. <laughs> No, I, yeah, but after that, I remember Judy and I, we were like, oh, like, she was really cute. And then um, I remember we sent you the writing test, and mm. it was, like, the best one that we had seen. Really? Mm-hmm. And Judy really liked it, too. And we are like, okay, we need to hire her. Oh. Yeah. And then we bonded over our love for the snacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and lunch and just food. Free lunch, snacks. Esther and I would always, like, go take photos mm. for Instagram. Yeah. That was really fun. Oh, and then we would do class pass a lot together. Mm, oh, yeah. It was like working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of like things to just like bond over, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, though, I think when you started at FabFitFun, because there was finally someone else like on the team with me. Yeah. I think those two years were so fun. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like I feel like we were doing everything together and I was like learning how to like work with like another teammate and mm. then... um yeah, and then I learned why like people get close with friend or close with coworkers at work. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I was so sad to leave, but um, yeah. Wait, actually, for the people who do want to like get into editorial, though, like I feel like you're pretty well established in this in this like industry. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do you want to like kind of touch on it? Because I actually do get a lot of questions about it. Because yeah. you started in PR, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started in pr right out of college Mm. and then i was pitching a bunch of um editors all the time and influencers too that's when that was like starting to blow up but then i realized i wanted to be um on the other side of it and Mm. i wanted to write so i actually met my boss um at a pr event that i was hosting for one of my um clients at the time Mm -hmm. and then so i think for people who want to get their foot in the door i think it's just like be nice to everyone that you meet because you never know how that person will connect you with someone else. And then also just, I don't know, I think just always be aware Mm. because I think a part of it is like a lot of it is timing. Mm. So for like with FabFitFun, I remember I was just always like job hunting for like editorial positions. Mm -hmm. And then um, there wasn't an editorial position specifically that was open um, at FabFitFun, Mm -hmm. but there was like a CRM position. But then I was just like, oh, either way, like, I'm going to just say, like, hey, like, do you remember, like, I, like, we met at this, like, at my client's, um, what's it called, like, work event, and I'd love for you to, like, keep my resume Mm. on file. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, like, luckily, like, two weeks later, someone put in their two weeks. Mm. Yeah, and then that's how it happened. Yeah, but I feel like for me, that was kind of luck, but then at the same time, because I knew I wanted to go into editorial and kind of make like a a slight shift in my career. Yeah. Um, I was freelance writing on the side. Oh, yeah. Okay. For, um, I think like Ashley Tisdale used to have like a editorial site. She did? Yeah. It was called The, the, hot, the hot Mess. It's like. Oh, it, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like done now. But I remember I was like writing for that a lot and it was for free. But, like, um, at the time, like, I was working full-time, so I had the, like, means to do something like that um, mm-hmm. without getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say my tips for trying to get into editorial or any industry is just to, like, just always apply to jobs, even though you feel like you're, uh, what's it called? 
your experience isn't relevant because you never know like what they'll look for. Mm. Because I think too, when I worked or when I applied to FabFitFun, mm. they appreciated, <laughs> it's kind of funny, they appreciated my Instagram too. Because oh. I think she saw that I knew how to like create like a brand slash aesthetic. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like I had the eye to kind of like, like create something out of like mm-hmm. my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that kind of helped too. Mm-hmm. I think, but then I don't know how it is now, especially during a pandemic, because I heard that for people right out of college, it's hard to get a job. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I'm really curious to see, like, how the job industry, like, changes maybe or how mm-hmm. it picks back up once hopefully COVID is over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will say one thing. I forgot to mention this. Mm. I took a pay cut and a... Uh, title down lower mm. to move to FabFitFun. Yeah, so I would say too for people looking like don't be afraid to take that pay cut if you're able to or take that title change because if you work hard enough, you'll be able to get back to the same level if not higher because mm. I feel like that's what happened with me at mm. FabFitFun. Yeah. Actually, that's very true because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, if you stay on the path for the reason of you don't want to move down, yeah. then in the end, like, you're not going to be happy anyways. So, yeah. 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 I think sense. I think it's important, and I feel like we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. at lunch, but, like, don't be afraid to, like, fail. And mm. not that that's failing, but just don't be afraid to take risks. Mm. I need to take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that was one of the biggest risks I had taken in terms of career change. Mm. And I was like, is this the right thing? Like, I'm moving to LA. I'm taking a pay cut. But it ended up being, like, the best thing to happen mm. at that time. I guess that's kind of also what I what happened when I um, moved to a refinery. Did in you a take way. a pay cut? I didn't take a... Oh, I guess... Oh, that's different. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think in terms of, like, pay expenses in New York. Mm, yeah, yeah. It wasn't... Yeah. But it was a lateral move, too. But I still feel like you made the right move in terms of because i feel like you had a lot of writing experience and mm-hmm. then you moved into more, more of like the strategic yeah. like kind of like like our um like seo stuff like that yeah right? yeah that was so that was my like mindset i was yeah. like i i've explored a lot of the creative side so i want to learn more of the technical side yeah but then um yeah it's like it was like cool seeing both yeah and like learning about both so yeah. which do you like better i think i always have more of a creative mm-hmm side yeah yeah but i think the skills that i'm i've learned it's definitely like i can take it anywhere like whatever i decide to do you know i feel like seo is just always like important to know yeah you know always because everything's online now too so i feel like you manifested new york i i know didn't you say that when you were in college i would be like by 2020 i'm moving i said that all the time yeah but then happened at the end of 2018 20 no end of 2019 oh yeah right before 2020 yeah yeah it was august 2019 oh yeah and then i visited you january 2020, 2020. Mm-hmm. oh i visited you kind of early on you like did. right when you moved mm-hmm. i didn't realize that yeah it's only been a year since i moved really mm-hmm. it feels like it's been like two years right well i think it's because this year felt like we've lived that's true for, <laughs> like, this so year many- is something else yeah. <laughs> i feel like each month was just like a whole other thing was happening yeah. Yeah. um how has quarantine been for you like personally in your personal life yeah my personal life wow i think quarantine has been really difficult for me mm. and i think it's really forced me to face my own demons mm. um because i think in the beginning before quarantine you can kind of keep busy with like going to work and then going to like a workout after Mm. and then like seeing your friends on the weekends Mm. but then like right when quarantine hit you know we couldn't really see anybody so it was just me and my roommate and just like me and my thoughts like all day besides like when i'm working and so i think during that time i was so in my head like about you know i was telling you like my body image issues Mm. and then at the time i was still getting over my ex-boyfriend so like those two combined plus quarantine Plus, like, adjusting to working from home was kind of just, like, like so much explosion in my Ugh. head. Yeah. And then I think I was just so sick of thinking so negatively that I started going to therapy. Mm. Yeah. And then, honestly, like, therapy has, like, changed my life. Um, I think it's really 
It's not, I feel like there's such a stigma with therapy in the sense that like people think you need to go when you have a problem. Right. But I think people should just go. Like, I think everyone should just go because mm. I think it really challenges um, the way you perceive things, how you perceive people and how you let it affect you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember before, <laughs> remember I would like text you and like, like <laughs> I would text you about random stuff and I'd be so angry about really think mm. like little things that didn't matter at the end of the day and i feel like therapy really taught me to kind of like if you're okay like there's like three things my therapist says she's like you just need to be like safe and like you just need to be like safe and um at least if you're okay like you just mm. need to be okay you don't need to be like amazing if, but if you're not hurt and like you're good then she's like that's fine with me mm. yeah would you ever do therapy would I ever do therapy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've always thought about it. Mm-hmm. I think especially talking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a few friends who started during quarantine as well, too. Mm-hmm. Like a few other friends. Mm-hmm. And I should. I always say I'm going to look into it. And then mm-hmm. I kind of like just put it off for a while. And then I yeah. forget about it. Yeah. 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 I get it, though, because I think I was like that for a while. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I should do therapy. I should look into it. But. I don't know our like healthcare system it's really hard to find one in the first place Mm -hmm. and like to find one that's like within whatever like network you're in Mm -hmm. um because also with therapy too I had I went through like I didn't go through too many in the beginning but it's kind of like dating Mm -hmm. where you have to find the right match Mm -hmm. and then the first two that I had like one lady ghosted me wait what (laughs) it sounds like it's like dating (laughs) can you do that that's why I don't know she she like ghosted me um so that was d- mm-hmm. that and then the second one she was a very good listener but that was it mm. and then so the third one that i got, i matched up with um she engages in conversation with me she'll ask me questions that make me like rethink mm-hmm. how i'm thinking mm-hmm. oh and she actually said one thing recently that really shocked me she was like you need to stop saying this one phrase do you know what it is and i was like no like what is it and she was like you say i don't know a lot and she was like, but you do know. Uh, and she was like, you use I don't know as a buffer or like to kind of like, like put like, you know, because if you're like, yeah. if you say I don't know, it's kind of like, oh, you don't put the responsibility on your shoulders mm. kind of thing. You know, when you told me that, it made me think about like little phrases that I say a lot too. And that's mm-hmm. why I kind of talked about it with Claire in like one of the episodes where uh-huh. I always say like, do you know what I mean? Or like, I always ask for reassurance after yeah, I say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like, does that make sense? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that interesting? interesting? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's interesting it, how you can use certain phrases to like try to get affirmations from other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, speaking of dating, mm-hmm. I feel like we were both on dating apps for a while during quarantine yeah right? i was just bored yeah. i wasn't like i knew we couldn't go out and we couldn't like meet people mm-hmm. but i just thought like you know for the sake of like talking to someone yeah you know because it gets lonely it does <laughs> and like i don't know that little ego boost yeah yeah <laughs> i mean let's be real like people are on it just to get an ego boost yeah 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 but how is it how has it been for you or are you still on it right now Mm-mm. are you no i deleted it like two days ago mm, <laughs> why I don't know. I think, first of all, it was serving me the same group of like 10 guys, I feel like. (laughs) And then I think I was, I think I was kind of searching for something to fill like a void almost. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think I just got tired of it. Yeah. And like, like how we talked about earlier at lunch, Mm. it's like, it's, it's like, I want to work on myself too and just mm. kind of like be okay being alone. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause like that, that was honestly why I kind of put off dating and like even looking. Mm-hmm. Cause sort of like you, I think I was just trying to fill up some, like I just wanted to feel something. Yeah. But I think I just felt so numb. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And for, you know, like when you're in a relationship, like, the highs are very high and the lows mm-hmm. are very low, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I kind of, like, crave that. And then I think looking back on just, like, my relationships and my dating experience, like I was telling you before, 
if I try to pinpoint, like obviously each relationship ends for different reasons, but if I like pin it down to like a few key things, it's usually timing in terms of like where I am emotionally mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I I just feel like I need to, or I think I felt like I needed to be in a certain, oh wait, how am I trying to say this? Like you want to, you want to be 100% of sure of yourself, right? Like, yeah, like I want to be okay on my own yeah. and be in a very healthy place on my own yeah. before I introduce someone new into my life. Yeah. And I think in the past, I never really got to that place and I always like let someone else take yeah. the reins on it. Yeah. And I think that's why when things got hard in a relationship, which obviously things always do come up, you know, mm-hmm. and I think in the end, like ultimately, that's why my relationships would end. Right. Sort of. Because yeah. you had like your like inner demons kind of that you were still fighting. Yeah. And you were kind of leaning on to your boyfriend at that time yeah. to kind of help you through it. Right. Yeah. But you want to get through it on your own now. Yeah. Or like because of those inner issues that I didn't deal with, sometimes Mm. like it gets projected onto the person, which isn't fair. Right. You know, and I don't think I was aware that I was doing that. Yeah. Um, And so I just, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's always going to be a work in progress, obviously, but just like being aware of it and like being in a more healthy space mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Um, Because that's why I'm like, that's why like working on yourself, like Mm -hmm. as cheesy as it sounds, I feel like it's always like there's a reason why that is a, is a saying because when the right person comes along like you want to be ready for it you yeah. don't want to you know that's actually what my therapist says too mm. yeah she was just saying that like right now I'm working on the best version of myself mm. and I think too when you're working on yourself and you feel more confident in who you are I think you attract that kind of energy too because mm. I I feel like in the past like I've been a very, like, I'm still really insecure, but I think I would always, like, look to my significant other to kind of give me, like, that affirmation that I mm. needed. But that, of course, is not healthy for either side because, you know, the other person can't constantly, like, reassure me. Yeah. Like, I need to be sure on my own. Because mm-hmm. also that could probably be draining for them too because yeah. it's like they already see you in such, like, a beautiful light because that's why they're dating you yeah it's never i feel like it never works out if you put all of the weight on just like one person Mm -hmm. because like they have their own insecurities too and like i don't know i think i think that's why people say like you have to be like a hole on your it's like two holes coming together yeah yeah no yeah i know when i see stuff like oh like this is my other half kind of thing but it's like no be, well, yeah, it's, yeah it's okay if you say that yeah, yeah, yeah but it's like i think it's important i think society is always like find your other half find your other half but it's mm-hmm. like no just like be okay being alone and i'm and i think both of us are learning how to do that mm-hmm. i yeah. think for the it's like my first time really learning to be okay mm-hmm. being alone yeah because you were you were in a relationship for a year the last one uh less than that less than that and um, then before that that it was, was like, like seven, seven years. years. It was like almost all of my teenage years. Yeah. And all young adult. Life. So right now is like when you're like truly, truly being like yeah. super single. Yeah. And like embracing it or learning to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is, it was definitely a challenge in the beginning. Like yeah. it still is. I'm still learning to, you know, like I think each day is different. I was yeah. telling you, there are some days where it is hard like being alone and you just feel lonely. Um, obviously you have friends but even then like do you ever feel like that like oh my gosh esther i've been feeling (laughs) like that another part of quarantine is i felt lonely and bored Mm. and i feel like that's like you said a part of the reason why i downloaded hinge because i was looking for some kind of change or like like something to like make things exciting Mm -hmm. again even though i knew it wouldn't go anywhere yeah yeah, but, like, because, like, basically all of my girlfriends are in serious relationships. Some of them are engaged or on the path to becoming engaged. So, for me, I can sometimes feel, like, mm. Like, how do you say that in English? Like, what is it that sounds kind of dramatic, though. If I, like, sorrow? Like, I don't know. Or discouraging? I don't know what's the right word. Yeah, I, I just, I would just feel kind of, like, Oh, it would be nice to have a boyfriend right now mm. to like 
you know be quarantined with yeah because like i'll see my roommate and her boyfriend and then i'll see like all of my friends and their boyfriends i'm just kind of like damn being mm-hmm. single right now during a quarantine is so boring mm-hmm. but then at the same time like i remember i was like i went on like a couple dates with like people from hinge and i think i was trying to find my next boyfriend kind of thing but i think i just need to let it go and just like i know the right person will come along like later mm. i feel like every time i'm on instagram there's a new engagement post or a mm-hmm. baby post about so many people like, have been having babies yeah and not gonna lie sometimes it does affect me yeah not like not to the point where i'm like sad but i'm like damn all these people are getting married like Mm -hmm. i i just feel behind yeah you know yeah Yeah. especially as an asian or like as a korean yeah like i even my dad was like like when are you getting married like should you something whatever yeah Um, my family in korea that's all they call me about is have you have, have you found a boyfriend yet <laughs> really? like no it's only been a week yeah <laughs> you gotta give me some time <laughs> how have you gone on any dates though during quarantine yeah i think i've probably told you all of them <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah but none that like went anywhere yeah so you know how you were kind of like talking about you're going through a breakup at the beginning of quarantine right mm-hmm. i feel like we kind of like connected because yeah. like, when you came to visit me i was going through one yeah. too yeah yeah um i think that was literally right when it happened for you that i came i was so happy you were visiting because i don't it was you came i think like three days after it happened yeah or something. yeah and i was like dude, i don't know what i would have done yeah that week it was a long weekend too yeah right? i yeah. think i stayed for like four days yeah it was a long weekend or something <laughs> thanks for then. letting me stay that long. <laughs> <laughs> anytime um but yeah i remember it was like I didn't, like, obviously I had a lot of friends I could talk to, but there weren't that many who truly, like, understood how I felt. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like you and I really, or I, I just felt like you really got me. That yeah. you, like, understood, like, how hurt I was and yeah. why. Yeah, um, Yeah. because I think I had broken up with my ex-boyfriend that August, mm-hmm. so it was still pretty fresh for me. So I think seeing you go through it, I was like, oh my god, I've been there. Like, mm. I know what you're feeling like right now. And it's very painful. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was that your first, like, heartbreak, you would say, maybe? Or no? Nah? Um, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I Actually, I've been through pretty bad breakups in the past. Mm. And I don't know if I don't remember them that much, maybe because I blocked it out of my head. But this one, I just remember so clearly because I think from that point on, oh, it's because this one hurt the most is because um, he was like in our friend group. Mm. So I think I had never navigated a breakup where so the person was in our friend group. And you had to keep seeing them, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't... Not until they moved, like, to L.A., mm-hmm. but um, I think just, like, the fact that my friends were kind of, um, they were being very careful around me because mm-hmm. they were also friends with my ex. Mm-hmm. And so I think that part was the most hurtful, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Yeah, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, the breakup sucked, but the part that sucked the most is maybe some of the friendships that kind of um fizzled out because of the breakup i think i was mostly hurt by how my friends handled Mm. the situation but at the same time i can't expect them to know how to do how to handle it because i wouldn't know how to because this is the first time like two friends in a friend group ever broke up Mm. and so yeah oh i didn't even think about that because i feel like that makes sense though because Mm -hmm. i feel like after a breakup it's like you're able to move on because you cut each other out of your life completely you know but then the fact that you couldn't Mm -hmm. i think it just keeps like reminding you of the pain and it's like yeah no that makes sense yeah but more than that too i think i was i was just sad about like friendships yeah yeah but then at the end of the day too like everything happens for a reason and Mm. I think as you get older, too, you just, you see who your true circle of friends are. Mm, I agree. Yeah. 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 I don't know what I would have done without, like, my core 
group of friends yeah because like i feel like in those times like talking about it it helps so much i i used to think though like i felt so annoying because i felt like a broken record yeah, who, yeah yeah i don't know about you but when i'm going through something or i'm sad i just constantly want to talk about it because that's what's heavily on my mind you know yeah. and so that's just what i keep bringing up but i felt like I mean, my friends are obviously so nice, but in my head, I was like, oh, I hope I'm not, like, annoying them by keep bringing this person up yeah. and, like, talking about it and, like, venting, you yeah. know? Um, but then that's why they're your friends, too. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're there to listen to you vent. Because you... That's how I felt to you, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I... Because... Especially because you're in New York. Like, mm. I felt like I was always burdening you whenever Aww. I, like, I would text you about stuff. Yeah. You never were. Don't worry. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this because this was my first real time getting or it was my first real heartbreak, I think. Really? Yeah, because my oh. first relationship, it was it was different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was hard and I was really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the healing process looked a lot different and like just everything after it was yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but like I always say this to my friends. I feel like the only reason why, though, the second one was harder was because not because i liked this guy more or i was like so in love it was more because of like the the place that i was in Mm. like emotionally and Mm -hmm. mentally when i entered the relationship yeah i think i just poured so much into that relationship not necessarily him but just the relationship yeah and i like rooted my identity in just being like this person's girlfriend yeah that when that was gone I didn't like I just felt so lost yeah. and like empty and I was so confused. Yeah. And then I think once that realization hit me, I was like, "Oh, okay." I think that's when I was like, "Okay, like this is why you're sad. Mm-hmm. It's not because, you know, you miss this person or like whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just Yeah, cuz I feel like also for you too, it was right when you moved to New York. Yeah. So that was kind of like all you had at that time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like I didn't know New York without this person. Yeah. And so when that was gone, it I just I felt very like oh I felt God. like I had to start over mm-hmm. and so I think that's why it was hard um but I'm like grateful it happened the way it did I think mm-hmm. yeah because I feel like if since that happened it kind of I feel like it pushed you to get out of your comfort zone even more right? yeah it did yeah because I feel like right now you're like you're like thriving really yeah like me and my friends are like oh my god esther's like glowing up even more oh wait you guys are so nice no like like you even like starting this podcast Mm. like during a pandemic like that's awesome to see Mm. yeah no i was talking to my friend the other day harold Mm -hmm. we were in the car and he was like he was like oh like i feel like you ever since you moved to new york you just seem so much more confident and Mm -hmm. like comfortable in your own skin he's like like freshman year Esther in college would have never shared her life and like her feelings on a podcast to the public yeah, or whatever, you yeah. know? And he was like, the fact that you're doing that, I feel like it just like kind of shows how much. Yeah. Yeah. You've like changed or grown. And I was like, wow, really? Oh, it was yeah. just like nice hearing it from someone, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I feel like you've been working on that for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it really seems like you are really coming into like your own person. <sighs> Still trying. Yeah. 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 But I feel like with you moving to New York, like you really found your groove. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think I, I have a very clear picture of like what I want now Mm -hmm. and what I don't want. Like for yourself. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Well, in terms of everything. Yeah. For myself, for my future, for relationships, like. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. I have a much clearer understanding of what I want. Were you the type to kind of disregard your friends when you were in a serious relationship or were you always good about balancing it honestly i was not good about balancing, balancing it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah i struggled with the two mm-hmm. mm. it's hard yeah because i think for me too yeah i would always love to just hang out with my boyfriend mm. but then i think like now that i've like cultivated such like strong like friendships like i know going into um whatever next relationship i have like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be very more intentional and like thoughtful with my time and like Mm -hmm. how i balance it yeah i agree right that's same for me yeah i think it's because like when i'm in a really i think i mean we kind of talked about it but in the past i was always so invested in the relationship because i just put so much of like weight on it yeah so obviously i was gonna put all of my energy and focus 
onto that person. Yeah. But looking back, like, that's probably why it didn't work out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a healthy balance of everything in life. <laughs> Literally That's everything. Key. Yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I want to, like knowing that your listeners are struggling with friendships, mm. like I empathize with them because I've been there. Mm. Like I get it. And so I'm trying to think of like advice I could give or something. Mm. Maybe like the one thing I can say is just like, just be yourself. <laughs> That's so cheesy. No, I know. I mean, as cliche as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, with my friends, like, sometimes we are so weird. And, like, you've seen me, too. <laughs> like, I can, like, I feel like, I don't know. Just being, like, unapologetically yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think if you, like, try too hard to, like, fit in with other types of people, like, you won't feel comfortable yourself. Mm, that's very true. Yeah. Because, like, with my group of friends, and I hope they feel the same way, too, but we're, like, 200,000% comfortable. And I know you, Claire, and all of them, too, are, mm. like, really comfortable. comfortable. Too comfortable yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, no, I think you bring up a good point because, like, I mean, I won't lie. Like, when I was younger, like, in high school, there were times I would, I, I obviously, I wouldn't lie about who I was, mm-hmm. but I would kind of, you know adjust and try to fit in a certain way yeah and i feel like in the end that backfires Mm -hmm. because you it's hard to develop like a very strong friendship if you're not 100 percent comfortable if you're not 100 percent like being yourself and yeah you know yeah um, like i get it in the beginning like when you're if you're shy and stuff yeah it i think that's fine but i think eventually getting to a place where you can be comfortable yeah Hmm. oh i have a question for you Mm. what's one thing you learned in quarantine is that too deep or is that not a fun question (laughs) no oh i kind of told you to always have a plan b Oh yeah, plan Plan D. D. (laughs) All the way to plan Z. I know. Have a lot of backup plans. Yeah. In terms of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I was such a, like, in the moment kind of person. Mm -hmm. I lived life going with the flow. Yeah. Um, didn't really plan that far ahead. I wasn't much of like a. I didn't really, other than like looking ahead and being optimistic. I didn't really plan for the future. I don't think. I was very, like, Mm, in the moment. mm -hmm. But I think one of the bigger lessons I learned is to, is, like, it's very healthy to have that balance. Again, it comes back to balance. Yeah. 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 Where I need to have a clear understanding of what I want in the future so that what I do now, like, everything I do has a purpose or Mm -hmm. a meaning, you know? Otherwise, like, you're just doing things just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And I just, I was, like, tired of living like that, I guess. No, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? what's your biggest takeaway in quarantine yes is to just be kinder to myself Mm, yeah that's a really good one i think going through therapy i Mm. really realized how mean i am to myself Mm. like so mean like i'm my biggest critic and i feel like everyone's their own biggest critic but I think, yeah, the one thing I learned is, like, just to be kinder to myself. And, like, as long as I'm okay, if I'm doing okay and I'm safe, then that's all that matters. Mm. Yeah. Because I think, too, like, I was talking about this, like, did I have it with you or with my therapist? I don't remember. But um, I feel like just, like, the Asian culture and Korean culture, too, like, you just always... Like, there's always this pressure to be the best. Mm. I don't know if you feel that way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but ever since I can remember, I always felt like that. Like, I need to be the best. Like, if I fail in some way and don't meet my expectations of what I think is the best, then I'm a failure. Mm. And then I, like, spiral into my thoughts of, like, how could you let yourself get to this point? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the feeling of not, doing enough or being enough mm-hmm. oh because i feel like since your listeners are younger mm. like i want to be like it's okay Aww. like whatever you're going through you're gonna get through it because mm. life only gets harder <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm just kidding <laughs> tough love <laughs> but really though what you're going through now i'm just kidding I say that. like i feel like i haven't met like 
Like, it would be so cool to, like, mentor someone. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you don't have any, like, younger cousins and stuff? No. I'm the youngest. Yeah. I've always wanted, like, a little sister because I have a younger brother. Were Mm. you ever like that? I've always wanted a younger sister. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like what girls go through these days with, like, social media and stuff, it's so hard. Mm. And I don't know if, yeah, like... I feel like especially too at their age right now, it must be even more difficult yeah. to like go through social media and yeah. like navigating like, you know, self-worth, body image, boys, like mm. dating. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I have a younger cousin who's a freshman in college right now. Mm-hmm. And I I try to like see her as my little sister in Aww. a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Because like she's the closest i have to that i guess Mm -hmm. like because i'll never you know have like an actual sister but yeah yeah so i try to like insert my life i mean insert like myself into her life yeah 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 (laughs) oh she's probably like esther on me no (laughs) no she's like very like cool and mature for her age is she on tiktok she is on tiktok though (laughs) (laughs) you should drop her hit tiktok (laughs) handle i don't think she makes videos though have you made have you done any tiktok videos yet i deleted tiktok why it was just i found myself on it too much honestly it's a black hole and the algorithm's so good yeah and it was kind of getting like unhealthy for me so i just deleted Mm. it yeah Yeah. because like there's like girls on there that are like 15 like looking so hot yeah i'm like i did not look like that when i was 15 either (laughs) yeah still don't look like that now (laughs) you're beautiful esther (laughs) no but they're like a different breed (laughs) sometimes i'm like wow you guys are like like model status yeah 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 i don't know i was all i've always been really harsh on myself in terms of like how i looked and i i'm like still trying to figure out why like i care so much well obviously like everyone like cares how Mm -hmm. they look but I don't know. I want to figure out why it's affecting my mental health a lot if I feel like I don't look a certain way. Mm-hmm, Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. When did that start, do you think? That started with when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, actually. The most recent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think in that relationship, I felt really insecure because first, I think I didn't have my own confidence. Like, you know how we mm-hmm. talked about being 100% okay with ourselves like i didn't have that because um in my relationship prior to that yeah he was the one always uplifting me so i never learned how to love myself on my own yeah he loved me like so much my ex -ex Mm ex-boyfriend but i never learned how to see myself the way he saw me Mm. yeah and then so when that relationship and ended and then i got into this next relationship i kind of carried that burden and was hoping that my ex-boyfriend would give me the same affirmations that my ex did does that make sense no that makes perfect sense yeah and then so obviously they're not the same people so my ex-boyfriend didn't uplift me or empower me in the ways that i had hoped he would Mm -hmm. so and on top of that like you know um yeah i think when i dated my ex-boyfriend because of like uh the types of people he was surrounded with Mm -hmm. i never felt like i was enough Mm. yeah i know that sounds kind of vague but i think um you know he was always surrounded by like like really hot girls Mm. so for me i felt like i needed to be (laughs) like a really like uphold some sort of image yeah Mm. exactly uphold some sort of image um and so I think that's where a lot of my insecurity started. And I think you actually saw the beginning of it. Mm. Do you remember mm-hmm. at work? Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I need to work out more. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I need to, like, go on a diet or something. But yeah. I think in the end, that harmed me even more because I didn't... First of all, I didn't learn how to be healthy. So, like, you know, like, when people diet, they diet... Um not thinking about making it a lifestyle change right they kind of see it as like a quick fix and Mm -hmm. that's how i saw it and then so sometimes i think i would work out like so much to the point where i think it stressed my body out Mm. and then on top of that i think um i would like restrict myself from eating 
that I would binge eat or I would like binge drink wine. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, that doesn't help either. So I keep losing I guess it's like it's you need to have the right reason and like a why yeah. when you do approach like di- fitness and diet. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I feel like luckily, though, because because remember at one point we started working out like a lot. Yeah. Like six times a week. Yeah. yeah. And so even though thinking back, like I knew I was working out for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. it actually helped me help create my love for fitness yeah 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 so that's kind of like the little like silver lining in that Mm. um because now i see fitness as a way to exercise my mental health and um especially during the pandemic like if i don't work out i'm in a bad mood Mm. but right after i work out even if i do like a 30 minute workout Mm -hmm. which by the way i do hot pilates if you guys are looking for a workout (laughs) you should try it out so good yeah it's like Honestly, even 30 minutes of movement just boosts your mood. Mm. And that's what I've been, like, doing all quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, so then when and how do you think that that shift happened? Yeah. Therapy. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I think all throughout my relationship, I was really insecure. I never got, like, the affirmations that I thought I needed from my ex-boyfriend, but... And then, so when the relationship ended, I think I was even more lost. Mm. And I was even more, like, like not sure of who I was and just, like, constantly in my thoughts about, like, what people thought about me. Mm. Um, and then I was tired of thinking like that, so I went to therapy. And then I think therapy really helped change my perspective on fitness, like, dieting, uh, and, like, I don't even like the word diet anymore. It's just, like, as long as, like, I know I'm trying to nourish myself and, like, feed myself, like, nutritious meals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so she, I remember my very first session with my therapist, like, I was telling her, I came to her with um, the problem yeah. of body image issues. Mm. And then she was like, okay, I have one task for you. Don't work out for one day. Yeah, and I was like, whoa oh wow like i can't not do that because if i don't do that then i feel like i failed oh yeah and i think she could already tell that i working out was kind of like my uh what's the word like my crutch uh yeah but i was working out too much to the point where i feel like it was doing more harm than good Mm. yeah and then she was challenging me to like not work out for one day Mm. yeah but now these days i try to listen to my body if i'm tired i'm tired it's Mm -hmm. okay because also i think with social media it's kind of hard because i feel like especially when the pandemic started yeah everyone's like move your body like do your workouts like do it every day like if you don't do it today i don't know i think just the people that i followed (laughs) it wasn't it was like encouraging in a way but then if and i'm sure some people get inspiration from that but for me, it was guilting me into working out more. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Remember we kind of talked about this too? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever felt it maybe to that extent. Mm-hmm. But I With definitely... Out. Mm-hmm, but I definitely... I understand though. Because I did feel like if I didn't work out, I felt really bad about myself. Really? Mm-hmm, like if I skipped a workout too. Mm, when? This was probably towards the, like, right before I left for New York and even when I got to New York. When I first moved to New York, I was working out a lot. Yeah. And honestly, that was, like, what made me feel really um, safe and, like, grounded. Because it was something Mm. I I knew. It was something I was good at. And it was, like, it was a way for me to find routine in a very foreign Mm. place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I found a lot of comfort in that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, remember we went boxing? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That was really fun. <laughs> and that's when I met Michelle and, and Frisia for the first time. Yeah. And then I think Ivan and Tim came too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh and John. John was oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Oh. Um, but I definitely still have like my bad days where it just really affects me. And I don't know why I put so much weight into it. But are you ever like that? Like in terms of like body image? Yeah, like with your insecurities yeah i mean 
I think I probably deal with I don't know how you deal with it when you do feel like that but I don't want it to affect me so I'll Mm -hmm. ignore it wow that's good and I'll like sweep it under the rug no but I don't know if that's like healthy I yeah you know but you're you're I realize you're really good at come compartmentalizing things yeah like you like kind of put it in a box and like i'll deal with it later yeah yeah dude for me like (laughs) i wear my emotions on my sleeve (laughs) so like you know if i'm like going through something Mm. and like my poor roommate (laughs) (laughs) she's with me 24 7 so she's seen it all but yeah for me i think like if i feel bad about myself it ruins my whole day Mm. and i'm trying to not let that affect me and i keep trying to remind myself like i'm okay mm-hmm. i'm healthy like um as long as i'm okay like that's that's all that matters yeah so then how do you i don't like get out of that like aside from telling yourself those things because i feel like mm-hmm. it, it that doesn't necessarily yeah. make it go away it doesn't you know? yeah so i think like what makes you feel better at the end of the day is it just like spending time with friends, being alone, or like? I think at the end of the day, <laughs> you know what makes me feel like a bad bitch is what? Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Wait, really? If I listen to some music, like, and especially with like you know female rappers on the rise uh, these days. Sorry, I cussed. <laughs> Dude, it's fine. <laughs> like, I'll listen to music and it makes me feel so confident. Like, mm. I don't, you know how much I love like hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah um sorry that was a bad that's answer. so true i remember you no no i remember you used to tell me like before we would go into performance or you would listen to like oh i said yeah wait what did i listen to um what is it 87018 how do you say the name of the t- track it was by J- jid oh 8701 8701 oh, yeah. i was like my worship ain't better than your best shit yeah, or yeah. something <laughs> you're like I would get myself pumped up so I'm confident for my performance review. No way. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that I said that. Yeah, I'll like... So if I'm feeling down about my body or body image, yeah, I'll listen to music that's like pumps me up. Mm. And um, I'll do a quick workout. Mm. Like, because I think too before I would think like I need to be sweating and I need to be really sore the next day to know that the workout was good. Mm. But then... I've kind of shifted my mindset and and it's like as long as I moved my body a little bit and like I did what my body needed that day then that's fine Mm. yeah because even like with 20 minutes of small movement like you know abs and you know arms abs ass the Mm -hmm. hot body stuff Mm -hmm. like even like after 20-30 minutes of that like I sweat a little bit and I feel more confident I don't know why Mm. yeah I think it's because like knowing that I did something good for my body that see that's a good place to be in because yeah. i think the reason why i struggle so much with working out during while we're in quarantine mm-hmm. is because in the past all the workouts we did were so high like mm-hmm. they were like high intensity workouts Dude, cycle house yeah. box union yeah what else did we do we did like hot pilates hot, hot, like everything hot we would be drenched in sweat and that was my way of yeah. like you said um like knowing it was a good knowing workout. i worked out yeah yeah but now that it's hard to be dripping in sweat at home, mm-hmm. it it was very, like, I was, it, it almost got to a point where I was like, what's the point? Mm. Like, what am I even doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, why would I do 30 minutes of, like, Pilates work when I'm not going to even really sweat? Yeah. Yeah. That was my thing. Have that- you been working out recently? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I'm slowly getting back into it since mm. I came to LA actually, because mm-hmm. um, I had like Claire and stuff to do it with. Yeah. yeah, but you know, in the beginning of quarantine, I would um, put my heater up to ninety degrees. You did in my house to mi- mimic the hot Pilates mm. studio. Um, did it work? Yeah, really. I don't know if your roommates would care, but ours is a like a building oh. thing, so we can't. We don't have control over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know New York, but sometimes yeah, I'll like w- be working out in here, and I'll open the door, and Emily comes in, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's like <laughs> steaming in here. What did you do?" <laughs> I think also it's because like I've gotten so out of shape mm. in terms of like my stamina and stuff mm-hmm. too that it's really discouraging when i can't mm. finish workouts that used to be so easy for me yeah. i'm like ugh, like this is where i'm at yeah. and it's like yeah 
I don't want to accept that fact every time I work out. Yeah. So I just like don't want to deal with it again. Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. I don't want to I want to ignore that. So yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So what have you done in quarantine though? Hot Pilates. Uh, I did Raimi's a lot. You know when you oh, introduced yeah. Raimi's workouts to yeah. me, I did hers like consistently. Oh, you did. Yeah. When I was in Oregon, I worked out every day. Oh, mm-hmm. and it Wait, was her remember, workout. What, remember when we did the Zoom workout and we did hot Pilates? Oh together? yeah, oh yeah. That was when I was doing hot Pilates a lot. And remember, I told you hot Pilates is getting too easy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like I didn't feel like it. Just felt like. It was too short, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sweating anymore. And then yeah. you were like, "Dude, you need to try Raimi." Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I did. And I switched it up, and wow, that yeah. was a like game changer. It was. And then when that, when she stopped posting, that mm-hmm. was when like I fell off of it again. Mm, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in New York, um, wait, aren't they doing Soul Cycle outside? I think so, but it's so cold. That's true. Cause even here it's cold. Really? Yeah. I was wearing a jacket for like. Actually, I ended up taking it off like mm. after the second song, but it's still pretty cold here mm. too. So I can't imagine how it is in New York. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and it's so far. Like it's just not worth it that's to go true. all the way over there for a workout class. Like, yeah, I might as well just work out at home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, I think I have. This is a very very long episode, so maybe we'll it? like wrap up. Hope everyone is holding up okay. Aww, and know that. Whatever you're going through, you will get through it. Mm. And I think the one comforting thing about this entire quarantine is that we're all going through it together. Yeah. Like everyone's struggling with something. And it's like, it's, it, you may feel lonely, but at the same time, we're all in the lonely boat together. Mm. No, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang in there, everyone. Yeah. Um, well, it was a lovely chat. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. This was fun. It was. And nerve-wracking. <laughs> I know. I don't think people realize like how like nerve-wracking it is to yeah. record with a microphone with the red light in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also these headphones get really hot. And if you guys want to see more of Monica, you <laughs> can find her on Instagram. Yes. At... M-O-N-I-C-H-A-N-G Moni Chang Yes (laughs) And that is all I guess Yay Bye Bye